Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520, blanketing 17 states in the United States. Our guest today is former U.S. Ambassador to the Holy See, James Nicholson. And I had the pleasure of meeting with him when I was at the Vatican uh, to meet with St. John Paul II some years ago. And uh, he's a very distinguished, eloquent patriot. To tell you a little bit about his uh, background, he's now Senior Counsel for Brownstein, Hyatt, Farber, and Schreck. Jim Nicholson's practice includes counseling clients in public policy, health care, state and federal regulatory law, international relations, real estate, oil and gas, and alternative energy. Ambassador Nicholson served as the Secretary of the Department of Veterans Affairs from 2005 to 2007. Prior to his tenure at the VA, he served as Ambassador to the Holy See. Pope John Paul II knighted him for his leadership on human rights issues. He was the chairman of the Federal Interagency Council on Homelessness. James Nicholson was a director of New Community Development Corporation and commissioner of the Defense Advisory Committee on Women in the Services, both presidential appointments. Our guest today, Ambassador James Nicholson. First, let's learn about your new role at Brownstein Hyatt. Tell us about that, please. Well, I'm kind of the senior statesman here. I'm the guy with the most gray hair, I think. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm a senior consul. I help us uh, bring business into the firm, and I help... Uh, look after that business that we that we bring in and i'm happy to say that our firm is now the the number two ranked uh firm in washington very good and what's the concentration with the clients that you are involved with i mentioned the different areas of expertise you have what what are you concentrating on there well it's it's quite varied really uh have uh, several, uh, you know, high-tech clients. Uh, we have, uh, this is all public information, so it's not, you know, uh-huh. it's not privileged. Uh, we represent uh, Dell. We represent FedEx. Uh, we represent several of the biggest private equity firms in the United States, including Apollo and Blackstone. They have a, you know, portfolio of companies that uh, they own and we do work for them. Uh, we, are the, we are the biggest water law firm in the United States. We have five offices in California. I get involved with, uh, you know, some natural resource issues and utility issues uh, we have a very varied and interesting practice here. Very good, very good. 
Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, energy, because I see on your resume that you're involved with oil and gas and alternative energy, and we see more and more efforts towards wind and solar power here in western New York State. We are developing the wind turbine that is one-eighth the size of the windmills but produces more power. And also we have a solar city here with Elon Musk for solar energy. So I was wondering, how do you feel about these alternative energy programs? Uh, Do you put a lot of stock in it? I think long-term they have a good future. Uh, One of the challenges is that we develop uh, a new generation of batteries that will be better, more efficient, and less expensive at storing the electricity that is generated by these alternative sources. Because as you know, of course, there's no solar at night, and sometimes there's no wind. So they are uh, intermittent in some respects, and having a way to leaven out that source through storage is is the secret to their long-term success because if you don't have that then you have to have backup conventional sources of production anyway and that's much more expensive uh, to have that redundancy but you know long term uh, given the, the advances of science and technology I, th- I think they have a very good future very good now I met you when you were at the uh, embassy as United States Ambassador to the Holy See or the Vatican, and you were very eloquent as we brought in uh, surgeons who are donating surgery, 3,000 surgeries in 25 countries in 25 years with the Hope for Tomorrow Foundation, and you were very enthusiastic about these volunteer donations of surgeries for third world countries. So you seem to be very caring in that role to help those in need throughout the world. Let's talk about some of your highlights as United States Ambassador to the Holy See and perhaps discuss the necessity of this embassy in Rome, Italy. Well, first of all, thank you for for your work and for the great work of those volunteer surgeons. I'm familiar with that. They're not only terrific and unselfish, but many of them are very courageous because of where they go to do their volunteer work and the dangers that they endure. Uh, you know, I used to say that I, I, I got to practice uh, moral diplomacy at the Holy See because it's a little bit of a unique bilateral post in that don't have to involve ourselves with a balance of payments trade agreements, status of forces agreements. So we were free to address ourselves to, you know, the big pressing problems of, of humankind. And I got very involved in the, uh, in the food issue, the morality of food issue around uh, genetically modified organism, GMOs. Uh, I got very involved in, in the international trafficking of people issue as well, of course, as religious freedom and, and international terror. And and having that post there and partnered up with the Pope and the Holy See really fortified my uh, my portfolio, if you will, to, to work 
on those very pressing, horrific issues that that are denigrating the the life and the dignity of of millions of people throughout the world, and particularly in the underdeveloped world, Africa, particularly in the food and trafficking issues. The trafficking is also endemic to Eastern Europe, and it's really worldwide, including the United States, by the way. And uh, getting the the Vatican involved in that, as, as I was able to do during the four years I was ambassador, was very satisfying to me, because now they're in it uh, on all fours. About the humanitarian needs of the world, with food and medicine and surgeries, uh, you were there as the ambassador to the Vatican. Do you think things are getting better in the world today? I think I think they are. Uh, you know, in an, in in an absolute sense, there there are more people uh, coming out of poverty. There are more people that have electricity which is inimical to a, a better life because you can, you know, you can refrigerate medicine, you can pump water, and, and you can read at night, uh, enhancing education. But there's still over a billion people in the world who do not yet even have electricity. And there are vast segments of the population of the world that do not have enough to eat and that are subjected to horrific uh, vulnerability of, of international terrorism and and violence and slavery. So the world is, is still a dangerous, unsettled place. But the good news is that in, in many, many countries, uh, people are doing better. One more question before we uh, take a little break here on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. You were the former Republican national chairman. As of the date of this taping, there was an assassination attempt on members of Congress at a baseball field in Washington, D.C., and the Republican whip of the U.S. House was shot in the hip, and so were uh, two Capitol Police officers along with uh, three others. Um, How do you feel about this type of activity in America? how ashamed, embarrassed um, are you as a former national leader of a political party as this disgusting and vulgar um, attempt to silence Well, first people? of all, uh, like every other clear-thinking American, I'm very saddened, uh, and I'm especially saddened for the congressman and the brave Capitol Hill police and other staff people and so forth that have been injured as a result of this uh, this heinous heinous act that seems to have had a, a political motivation and it, it bespeaks uh, I think the outcomes of, that can come from you know the kind of rhetoric that we that we see today in our society and saw recently when a a comedian thought that she was going to be very funny by coming out on the stage with, with a, a, a you know facsimile of President Trump's head covered with blood, depicting that it, he had just been decapitated, and, and that that was her attempt at humor. And some people actually thought that was funny, and so that that 
kind of degraded condition uh, just has to improve uh, in 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 our society. And I, I I'm not, you know, I'm not embarrassed and I'm not ashamed of America. Believe me, uh, but acts like that, you know, they 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 tend to debilitate our outlook and and what they ought to do is is cause us all to double down in our efforts to be more charitable and 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 tolerant and uh you know conversant i mean these these universities in this country that that not just discourage but forbid uh, sometimes the adverse opinions you know uh are feeding feeding right into this kind of polarization whether they know it or not and that that should stop they should they should encourage peaceful and civilized discourse disagreement and seeking the truth among these these young people and and that that could that could blossom and grow and we we need that back in in america today let's carry it a, a step further and I was not planning to talk about this, but after the murder attempt on members of Congress today, there is a program uh, with Shakespeare in the Park in New York City that shows the assassination of a man looking like Donald Trump and a woman looking like Melania uh, being knifed to death. And, uh, and this also is publicly funded and funded by corporations. Many corporations have pulled their money out of this um, but doesn't this type of entertainment uh, showing the murder of a president and his wife feed on this where somebody who's mentally unstable could perform acts like were performed today at the baseball park against uh, Republican members of the United States Congress? You're exactly right. I mean, it's the, the, the whole point is that these things have consequences. Now, I believe strongly that they they have a right under our First Amendment to do these things and to have this this kind of uh, heinous, deplorable entertainment. But they should restrain themselves as as rational, educated human beings, knowing that this can have this kind of deleterious effect on people that are much less stable and educated than they are and that this is this is not good for a, a society it's not good for a culture and and that, that they ought to they ought to forbear on these these lame sick dangerous attempts at, at being being humorous our guest today is an international leader. He is the senior counsel with Brownstein, Hyatt, Farber, and Shrek. They're located in Washington, D.C. at 1155 F Street Northwest, Suite 1200 in Washington, D.C. Our guest is R. James Nicholson, senior counsel. He is former United States ambassador to the Holy See, former U.S. Secretary of Veterans Affairs, and former chairman of the National Republican Committee, an international leader we're honored to have on the Rusk Report today. He was 
helping with the International Red Cross event in Palm Beach, which is a wonderful organization that helps people surviving emergencies if they're hurricanes or tornadoes or fires throughout the world. And James Nicholson was there to help the International Red Cross at their party in Florida. So we thank him for helping too. If you're listening in Buffalo, New York, Montreal, or Northern Florida to our 50,000 watts of clear channel power, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners as we have received letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand. Next Uh, week on this program, we will have Erie County Legislature Chair John Mills, followed by Sheriff Tim Howard, and then a man who also served as an ambassador, Earl Mack, former United States Ambassador to Finland, will be on this program. I'd like to thank those who've called regarding Erie County Republican Chairman Nick Langworthy, Deanna Durhek, National Ukrainian Leader, and anti-terrorist leader from Israel, Boaz Gaynor, who has been on this program. So we thank those who've called. We have a little plug here. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. Some more information about our James Nicholson. Senior Counsel for Brownstein High at Farber and Shrek in the nation's capital. Jim Nicholson has led an active political life, which includes serving as chairman of the Republican National Committee from 97 to 01. He has worked on a number of political campaigns at every level, from county commissioner to U.S. president. As chairman of the Republican National Committee, Jim set records for fundraising and in 2000 presided over winning the presidency and majorities in the U.S. Senate, U.S. House, state houses, and state legislature. And we've heard very positive comments about Ambassador Nicholson from former U.S. Congressman Tom Reynolds, who's been on this program many times. Let's talk about homelessness. I know that you're concerned about homelessness. We see it in cities throughout the world. And uh, often many of these problems may steer from mental illness also. And let's talk about how are we going to attack this tremendous problem of homelessness in the U.S. and abroad? It's a big problem, and uh, it is caused in large measure by by mental illness and by uh, addiction to drugs and alcohol and then sometimes both of the above. And so the, 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 one of the core contributing problems is, uh, you know, these things that are the plight of our, our society as well, which is, you know, drug abuse and uh, alcoholic addiction, mental health. And they've, you know, historically we know that people who used to be in 
certain institutions because of their mental condition are now not and they cannot fend for themselves and they're out there suffering uh, out on the streets of America so uh, it's it's a it's a holistic problem there are thank god a great number of of humanitarian and generous americans both people in public office and you know just regular good citizens who care greatly about these people that suffer uh, from this plight and uh, a lot is being done uh, for them as well uh, my emphasis of course uh, for many years was on trying to help veterans uh, number one uh, to prevent them from becoming homeless and two uh, if they did to try to help them help them out of it through transitional housing and education and and uh, you know drug and alcohol rehabilitation and we we made some good strides there but uh, they, they you know unfortunately they some keep coming into the system as well, uh, but uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs has got a very, very robust program to help homeless veterans, and and it's a it's a a funny thing to say, but in some ways, a, a, a veteran who's homeless has a much better shot at at getting out of that spiral than than a non-veteran does today. We're learning a great deal from R. James Nicholson, who is senior counsel with Brownstein, Hyatt, Farber, and Shrek in our nation's capital. And we have a tremendous homeless problem here in New York State and in upstate New York. We help them with an organization called the Friendship Foundation and the Restoration Society. So we salute James Nicholson's efforts to help the homeless um, a little bit more about your practice with Brownstein, Hyatt, Farber, and Shrek. Uh, how are you involved with health care and the needs of the public in this practice? Well, we're involved in a, in a, in a major way here. We have several very big uh, clients, uh, both uh, providers of health care and uh, in, insurers, of, of healthcare, and we, we get we get really very involved in the you know at the policy level, health policy, in trying to help clients understand uh, you know what's going on in the, in the Congress and the administration, and then in some ways try to help guide that uh, toward outcomes. And of course, the current big issue in this town, Washington, is uh, what to do about Obamacare. And uh, they're wrestling with that, as you know, up on the Congress. The House passed a bill, and the Senate's, uh, I think, going to probably take it up before the, uh, at least before the August recess. Uh, they've made a big commitment during the campaign that they were going to repeal and replace Obamacare. And, mm -hmm. and I think the voters, voters are watching that closely. And, and, of course, the voters have a great stake in this because— Few things are more important to our citizens than their health care. Now, you are in a pivotal position as Republican national chairman. You were involved, of course, with the election of President George W. Bush. And as I mentioned, you set records with 
majorities in the Senate, the House, state houses, and state legislatures. Let's let's look back. I mean, we're going back uh, some time now, 16 years ago, and uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about the highlights, the greatest moment that you had as Republican National Chair. That's an easy one to answer. Uh, when I got elected in early 1997, I put down my goals on a three by five card and for that year of 97 they were to win the elections of you know new jersey governor virginia governor several special house races mayor's race in new york city mayor's race los angeles so forth but the big the big objective in capital letters on my little three by five card was to win back the white house in 2000 <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh we did it was 35 days late after the Florida recount. So clearly the the, the most uh, significant, uh, you know, exhilarating moment for me in those four years was when we had finally uh, won uh, the presidency in 2000. George W. Bush got elected president, and we were returning Republican governance to the White House. Very good. A great accomplishment on the part of our guest today, R. James Nicholson, Senior Counsel to Brownstein, Hyatt, Farber, and Shrek in Washington, D.C. Let's talk about Hope for America. We have a minute and a half left on the Rust Report on ESPN AM 1520. Uh, America is quite divided right now, even though there's a Republican president, House, and Senate. There seems to be more fighting than there's been since Watergate. Um, how do you see the Hope for America, Ambassador James Nicholson? Well, I'm very optimistic for America. It's still the greatest country on earth, and we have a president who's committed to, to make it, you know, even greater. Uh, and we have ways to do that. I mean, I, I think that we ought to have uh, a reduction in taxes, uh, which would stimulate our economy and create more jobs. We need to strengthen the military of our country. We have, we're today, again, highlighted uh, how vulnerable we are as a country. Uh, and uh, we ought to be able to protect our, our country and control our own borders. I think we need to support our intelligence agencies uh, much more than we have uh, because we, we have there, – there are really a lot of bad boys Mm-hmm. running around uh, on this earth and the sort of singular figure of hatred of them is the United States of America because I'm of sorry our- we have to bring the Rusk report to a close it's been a great honor to have on our program former U.S. ambassador to the Holy See R. James Nicholson with Brownstein Hyatt Farber and Shrek in Washington D.C. we thank you for enlightening us thank you to Kevin Carr director of production for the for the past 15 years And we've learned a great deal, and we wish you very well in the coming years. Ambassador James Nicholson, have a great week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.